You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Preach, care, preach with Rashad. We are the prophets. Sitting episode, another sermon coming at you from 12 Ounce Sports, Zingo TV, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Anywhere else you can hear us. Rashad, what's going on? What it do, baby? Kawhi, LeBron, they, they back tonight, man. You got to get the, the, the Kawhi quote, man. What it do? <laughs> exactly, man. It's, it's going to be a fun one tonight. Um, before before y'all get into y'all NBA mode, um, <laughs> You know, now with the bubble, actually, the games are actually for real now. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about some things, uh, you know, football-related a little bit before we get into the, all the basketball talk. But first, we do have a guest. Uh, he's he's uh, also a, co- a co-host of uh, Dose of OJ. Uh, he's also from the Unwrapped Sports Network. Uh, Owen Watterson, man, what's going on? What's going on, guys? It's going to be a great episode. Talk some football. Talk some basketball. First night basketball's back. What more could you ask for, man? I'm ready to get into it. Big night, exciting times, man. For real, uh, we got we got a little news. Uh, Deshaun McCoy signed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, what are y'all first initial reactions? Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the same thing, man. Nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. Name just... wise, cool. Production wise, crickets. And now you got a quarterback and a running back that you know six years ago maybe everybody's calling them Super Bowl favorites, and now it's. It's just name value. That's all it is. Ronald Jones still their best back. See, man, this why you want to show Rojo or Bus. That's my guy. I drafted him in Dynasty Redraft. That's my guy. I don't care about Keisha. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Shady. <laughs> None Shady. of them. Shady Ronald Jones stand- a bust for them, man. Let them play. Hey, Shady can go stand in the shade. It's Rojo or Bus. I like Rojo. <laughs> I, I'm about to say this. This probably is is it for Rojo. Like he has to go. He has to go crazy. And the thing about it is, like you draft one and you sign somebody. That's a, you know, I, I don't know how to look at that for, for my boy Rojo. Man, Rojo better step it up. He's going to be, what, 23, 24 this year? This the prime time to, to have that breakout year as an RB. Everybody out here getting paid, he better step up and get paid too. <laughs> and you are, you are Everybody out here getting paid, man. Everybody. They're tossing money around like it's nothing nowadays. That Every position, every player, oh, look, you're good. Here you go. Here's the bag. Come get it. Man, what? Throw, throw it in the bag. Yeah, uh, we talking. Speaking of that, uh, Jamal Adams finally get traded. He wanted the bag uh, from the he's Jets. He's gonna get it too. He uh, he he's gonna get it now. Before we really dive into, all right. So we know what the trade was: uh, two first round picks, a third round pick, a starting safety, uh, all for Jamal Adams. Now, when I got this and I I seen it, I was like, two first rounds, like that's they got they got quarterback ransom for a safety. He may be all pro. But that is a lot to get for a for a safety. I don't think they got enough. You're right. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, I just I, I don't think they got enough at all, man. Look, Jamal Adams, like you said, the Jets only All Pro player last year, the best safety in the league. I don't even I don't even think it's close to be honest with you. I mean, you could toss Sterling with James in there, but he's playing more free safety than strong size. So, I I think it was a good move for Seattle. I really think the Jets could have gotten more in this situation. Jamal Adams has a whole nother year on his rookie deal, and now the Seahawks have the best safety in the league. 
uh, the best secondary in the league right now, maybe behind Baltimore, if you ask me. I think Baltimore probably takes that number one spot still. But Seattle's dangerous. You had a whole nother year on Jamal Adams' rookie deal, and you let him go. I mean, I would say Jamal Adams could have handled the situation maybe a little bit better than he did, but the Jets really didn't help all that much. You toss C.J. Mosley, $51 million guaranteed, and Le'Veon Bell, $50 million, but you can't pay Jamal Adams. And you get these two draft picks back that, yeah, they're good value, but how high are the Seahawks picks going to be for the next two years, especially now that they got Adams, really? I, I just don't know that it, that it's worth what what they're giving up. He's, he's a Hall of Fame talent, and you can't just let that walk off. Yeah, the Jets messed up big time by being so bad in general because now you're letting go of an all-pro player, and he's going to go right to a guaranteed 10-win situation. See, I was not going to – you know, be an eight and eight team. They're gonna win ten games. So he's going to a winner in a stacked division, and he easily becomes one of the top five players in that division. So, for a Seattle standpoint, I like the move. I feel like the precedent was already set as far as when you kind of trade a transcendent kind of player that can transform your team. You kind of have to give up those first round picks, like you know, when old linemen get traded, stuff like that. They kind of give up some first. So, I wasn't really tripping off of the off the picks and then of course when you trade a player i mean you kind of have to give them a safety back to get your safety there's no point in keeping him so i wasn't really tripping off of the assets exchange i thought seattle did pretty good they're gonna be a they need to open the offense up a little bit more but from the defensive side of the ball he fixed their scheme i mean you got bobby wagner and jamal Adams on the same defense seattle look out for seattle yeah i mean i thought it was a i thought it was a win-win for both sides like they're, they're, and the reason I said it because, like, all right, so Seattle's trying to win a Super Bowl. They're, they're trying to compete with the 49ers in their division, along with Arizona, along with the Rams. But and they they have they've been missing their Cam Chancellor for a long time in that Seattle defense. So you you get an All Pro safety over there. You are talking about okay now? Can we be one of the best defenses in the league with with a defensive minded coach? But on the Jets side, you what would what would, what was Jamal Adams doing for you as far as making you you know toward the like the goal, which is make playoffs. I mean, right now the Super Bowl is too far away, so your goal is to to make the playoffs. I don't I don't know if a safety was was warranted keeping, whether whether it's Jamal Adams or not, because Jamal Adams well, he wasn't going to make you win another game. Like I mean, hey, we saw Miami flip Minka too to the Steelers. Like he wasn't doing anything for him. Right. I mean, because all, all Jamal is going to do is lose. So for the Jets side, it's like we're going to lose with Jamal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like we might as well lose without him, and that way we and we get assets for it because Joey Douglas, like, he inherited, like, a terrible, terrible team, like you mentioned. And I'm not the biggest Gates fan. I actually despise Gates. I, I think I think Adam Gates, for an offensive mind, has ruined a lot of offensive players. Uh, we've seen Keon Drake have great success now on the cliff. We've seen uh, Tannehill take his team one win from the Super Bowl. We've seen Devontae Parker. Le'Veon Bell last year. <laughs> and we've seen, yeah, right. And you see Devontae Parker finally breaks out. After all these years, he's going to break out. He finally does it without Gates there. So we've seen a, a lot of different players that finally emerge. And, uh, you know, Sam Donald has been struggling for a while. So it's like, but like, like he didn't have the O-line. Didn't you, the weapons, Crowder, Anua, I mean, they're not bad, but they, they shouldn't be number one guys. Your defense, outside of Jamal and Mosley, who Mosley missed all last year, I mean, Marcus May, you kind of – Avery Williamson. But Avery Williamson hurt. and C.J. Mosley both were hurt right. almost so, all last so year. So, you're talking about two guys in the Gray Williams defense in the middle? That, that would have been something special. And the and Jets defense wasn't that bad last year. Uh, Marcus May, you kind of – you paid Tremaine, Tremaine Johnson. That wasn't really a big – I mean, a good sign that he didn't really plan out. And you got Quentin Williams, um, you know, down there and in the block. But – you have a lot of like pieces that you have to fix, and it's like you're not gonna do it. I mean, without the assets, and I think I think that's why it was good. And so far on paper, everything they've done since he actually been had his whole season under his belt as a GM, like paying all these guys on the O line, drafting Makai Becton, getting Sam Darnold a weapon, like you see strides. And I understand Jamal Adams' thing, why he wanted to get paid because you know. Three, through three years, one-time All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowler, um, one of the best in the league. But it's like, it's not doing nothing for us to you know, yeah. win it. Yeah. I, I understand that, man. I think we got to talk about Seattle the most, though. I mean, the Jets, 
still in the same situation. They haven't made the playoffs since 2010. Right. Not the greatest head coach. They're just they're in a hole. I don't think they're bad enough to get a top three, four pick next year, especially if Sam Darnold can stay healthy for a full year. And he didn't really have any injuries. It was more sickness than anything at Mono for what three, he, four weeks. He wow. So <laughs> I don't know. Le'Veon Bell, I think, really has to step up for them. He didn't have the offensive line, neither did Darnold, and I don't think that helped them out a whole lot. But Seattle, man, that's secondary right now with Jamal Adams. You got. Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, Shaquille Griffin, Shaquem Griffin, Bobby Wagner. Man, that that whole defense, even if they don't bring back Clowney now, which a lot of people I've seen on Twitter saying, oh, they brought Jamal Adams in, they can't pay Clowney. I don't think that's the case. You still got Jamal Adams on a rookie deal all, rookie deal, all next season. So if you bring in a Clowney or even some other vets that are still out there for a year, you know, you're going all in, win now in 2020, which is really what this move says. Uh, to to everybody I think Russell Wilson is on his last leg everybody knows that's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league but they don't have much more time and I think Pete Carroll knows that and I think the the value that Seattle got out of the trade even though I don't necessarily think it was bad for the Jets I think the value that Seattle got especially right now in the situation their team's in it, it was the best they could have done with what they had yeah I think Seattle is kind of Russell bus. But they're kind of trying to patch up the defense where if Russ doesn't have a great game or the running game kind of goes down again, they can still, you know, I think last year they won, well, all their games were doing like uh, one score. So they were and they were in some close-knit games. So you kind of needed to add something to your defense to take pressure off the offense. Or maybe you need to go out and get the retired, unretired, retired, unretired A.V., you might need to give Russ another <laughs> weapon. I mean, you know, Seattle, if you're going to go for it, go all in. Try to get Clowney on a cheaper deal. Try to see if you can get A.B. under wraps. If you're going to go all in, I mean, you only get one year because, like you said, Adam, he's going to want his money. You're going to trade everything for him, so you got to pay him. Yeah, and, and that's what I was about to say. You, you're not just going to trade for him and then not pay him after this year, you know. Too much and I think even if – yeah, even if they don't bring back Clowney, adding a guy like Jamal Adams with the weapons that they have in the secondary, yes, the defensive line needs some help. They they lost uh, they lost Clowney, still haven't re-signed him, lost a couple of other guys as depth guys. But adding a safety like that adds in uh, uh, pass rush without adding in pass rush. Jamal Adams had six and a half sacks last season, which is I believe was league high for safety. So. You know, that Pete Carroll defense is going to be fun to watch. They're real cover three heavy, and you really couldn't have a, a better guy to ask for to cover the middle third of the field. They got their Kittle stopper now, and they're going to need as much help as they can. There's a lot of weapons in that NFC West this this coming year. Hopkins added. That Shanahan offense is going to be insane. The McVay is still there. Jared Goff, maybe not not it for, for the Rams, but McVay is still a threat as far as his offensive mind goes. See, I don't, I don't know really how much Jamal – um, like he's gonna be he's gonna be a great player no matter where he goes, but like leaving a Greg Williams defense where he's he's putting you in the right situation, um, versus like the Seattle defense which you know is very very simple. Greg Williams, you know he he want to kill you like that's, that's aggressive, right? So now yeah. so now you got a Seattle defense who's like they just play sound and without thinking and just just react. And I don't know if he I don't know if he will be used to blitz a lot now. Uh, which could take away from, you know, his greatness, you know, if you want to say, um, you know, he's not a guy who gets a lot of interceptions. He's not used as a ball hawk uh, when he was in New York. So, you know, will will they have – will they use him like that or, or what would be different? Because, like, I think Marcus May – now, before y'all kill me when I say this, I think Marcus May is a more complete safety than Jamal Adams. Like we're talking about. I say you got to be careful with your now listen, words there. Now listen, now listen. What I mean by what I mean, I'm like we talking about. I trying to think of who you can compare him to, but somebody who can do everything. Maybe not at an elite level, but he's gonna be good. Every, like you can put him in pass coverage. You can you can blitz him. You you can you can have him in the box. Whatever. He's gonna be good. With Jamal Adams, you know he he might not be as great in pass coverage, but he's gonna excel and be the best of the best in this and this and that. And he does it at an extreme extremely high rate. So. I, th- I think if I think Marcus May will take a step. I think that's why they got Mc, McDougal. What's his name? McDougal, Dog, whatever his name is. McDougal. I, uh, I think he, he's a good addition too. Yeah. Right? He's just he's yeah, more he's of a league. 
average safety. I think, like you said, he, he reminds me a lot of Marcus May, and he's not going to do anything outstanding. He's not going to make right. you a whole lot of big-time plays, but he's not going to make a ton of mistakes either. And I, and I think that's why you, when you look at the Jets' side, you'd be like, if Marcus May, if, if Marcus May had the season under Greg Williams being Jamal Adams, how good would he be? Like, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and, I, and if, if the Jets can, if they get that right, they'd be like, oh, we got a steal in this trade. And the Seattle side, you like, okay, McDougal wasn't, I can't say his name right. Randy McDougal. <laughs> McDougal. Oh, Lord, I want to say McDougal. I thought it was so McDougal, bad. too. I want to so. say McDonald's so bad, but McDougal, <laughs> like, like you say, he, he don't he don't make the plays that Jamal Adams would make the those jumping over the line, take the ball out of Daniel Jones' hand. That was crazy. Like those plays are superstar guys, and that's what you're gonna bring to this 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 uh, defense. And you're gonna have him flying around with Bobby, and then adding Jordan Brooks. This this team is super fast, and you know the corners the corners are very long, and, and so you try to go long with them. They they put the hand up. It's gonna it's gonna be hard, but I th- I think I think. Uh, choosing Jamal over Clowney from a not the play but the, just the position say they over pass rush if they can't bring a pass rush in do you think they might regret that situation uh, when it comes down to it because if you can't get to the quarterback I mean you're going to have to use Jamal or Bobby and Blitzen because how you going to get home and, and create pressure because I'm not scared nobody on that, on that front on that front four right now I think it depends on how you look at it and if Pete Carroll's willing to change up how he does things defensively. Because I think Jamal Adams is a hell of a safety as far as run support and pass rush goes. Uh, I think he adds a lot there. And you got to think, too, the better your secondary is, longer QBs have to hold on to the ball. So I, I think a better secondary can equate to better pass rushing, even if you don't necessarily have the greatest pass rushers. Um Jamal Adams does that for you. Like I said, the depth that they have in the secondary, again, Jamal Adams, Quentin Dunbar, Shaquille Griffin. And then you still got a young Trey Flowers out there who didn't have the best second season, came into the NFL as a safety, and they switched him to a corner. Didn't play great last year. And I think he's bound you know, for some, some breakout moments this year. He had some good moments at corner last year. They got a ton of depth everywhere. But the defensive line it is the worry. They were 22nd in, in rush yards per game two last year as far as opponents go uh so that defensive line if they don't retool it in a way that they like with guys that fit their scheme it, it might be rough up front for them but they're not going to allow a whole lot of passing yards it's true yeah i don't see them regretting it because you got a more talented younger player so yeah pass rush is valuable but clownish motor runs hot and cold from time to time at least with jamal you kind of know he's a younger healthier player he's gonna give it all he's got from day one, and plus he wants to win. He's gonna be so excited just to be on a, a competitive <laughs> team. Yeah, it's yeah. so like so like just that energy alone. And then you gotta think about Pete Carroll's a smart guy. He has a smart staff. They're gonna put this guy in position to make plays. They're not gonna just let him stand back there and try to cover, you know, this side of the field. Just cover this man. They're gonna use him to his fullest extent. Everything he does, great pass rushing, blitz, or just blitzing. And they're gonna put him in the right positions to make plays. Yeah, I think this move too was was really a, a Seattle when they made this trade was looking at San Francisco like, you guys ready? Let's go, let's go to battle. You know they they got that uh that Shanahan offense is great, a lot of movement, but one of their biggest weapons is George Kittle, who killed the Seahawks last year, all season long. Now you got the best tight end covering safety <laughs> in the entire league to go one on one with one of their best weapons on offense. So. I don't know. Now I know I know. So all right. So do y'all think the the, the needle moved a lot with Seattle or like like I know some people are like oh they they didn't close the gap on Fortnite because you know as far as I had them winning ten games now before exactly. Jamal Adams and you know they I mean it does help your defense out tremendously of course but it's like. Are they going to be? It, those... It's not a quarterback. It don't change like the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it don't change anything. Like is it going to be? Your defense was solid. He added him still ten of I mean, is is it going to be one of those uh, situations like um, where if you you were you were in a lot of close games this year, you got the breaks, but then this year you don't because you know you you got to think most of those teams who are in those situations the next year they they fall off. Think of the Chargers, the Cowboys, and the Rams. Those are the main three last year. Who the year before were in these close games and pulled them all out. And now this time, now they're outside the playoffs. Now, 
I guess those teams' talent level compared to the Seahawks one, I think, is a a little bit. It, it's pretty far in comparison, I think. And I'm about to say they don't have Russ either. The Chargers, though, man, yeah, yeah, the Chargers, man, that's a talented team, and they regressed pretty bad. That was, that was bad. yeah, that was really bad. And uh, you know, that- I think the Four Niners are actually the team that's going to take a step back in that division. I think people are caught on to what they're trying to do as far as how he moves that running game around. That was the most lethal weapon. I think after people have seen the Super Bowl, every single eye in America watching that game, watching how Jimmy Garoppolo performed through the air. People are going to force him to run or to pass the ball. They're going to stack the box and make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you. And I think that's the key to beating San Francisco. I just don't think Jimmy G has got it, and Russell Wilson does. Now, to to, to say to that, now would it win thirteen games? Or five, nah. four, probably not. Nah, I four, think so. Probably I think not. twelve is probably 10, yeah. 10, 11. Right. Yeah, because yeah, you know you, you can't really project like Ravens winning fifteen and Four Niners getting how many wins they got. Well, I think fourteen. Um, but it's like. The only reason I say they probably won't regress as much as far as a team, record-wise, yes. Team is Jimmy G is going to be his second year starting, technically, you know, as far as maybe a full season. Full he, season. <laughs> right? And then and then, Cal Shanahan did address the the receiver position early, like first round, got Ayuk again. And he do got a lot of pieces. And you never know, like maybe Jeremy McKinnon, he, he, he signed Jeremy McKinnon to be that guy because he has a lot of, like, tools. Like, that's why Minnesota loved him. But, like, he, he paid for him, and we haven't had to see him. So, you know, maybe, like, those little small little things, like, can keep him from not regressing. I, I do understand what you're saying. Um, and I think like, most are leaving that team, too. Is a, that's, that's a big loss. I mean, uh, Brita. Brita, that's Brita. right. Matt Brita, my bad. I'm glad Brita got traded because I had him in Dynasty. For fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I always got to come back. To, I, come back to I love that's the first thing that you're worried about. I know oh. as soon as you saw that trade too, Kev, that's the first thing you said to yourself, yes. man. Hey, you, hey, I'm trying to tell you, Rashad, Rashad know the struggle I had, man, with running backs in the last Yeah, year. running backs were dropping Woo. like flies, man. Uh, bad, good time. But, yeah, I mean, this, this NFC West is absolutely loaded. It's crazy. Like, remember, Rashad, we had, we had uh, Eric Crocker on with the 49ers, and he was talking about how, like, everybody keep adding great talent, like Klein had came. Then you had now you got Jamal Adams. D Hop then came to the to the uh, to the division. They drafted Kyler Murray, who's already looking like a top ten quarterback in the league already. And it's like, man, shouldn't have won Offensive Rookie of the Year though. Should have belonged to Josh Jacobs. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> it's it's always going to be the QB league. Yeah, I was a quarterback. It's yeah, always going to be. Then Jacobs Jacobs started missing games too, so he kind of lost by default. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like that's, right now, like that, that's, already, that's my guy too, man. I, I was campaigning for him too. When he started missing games, I was like, all right. I'm gonna say I already got money on Joe Burrow, so you better go ahead and follow it and put it on Joe Burrow. No, I. It's hard to bet on anybody else but him with what Cincinnati <laughs> did to surround him right. in a draft. I, they did a good job. Right, but this, hey. Cl- Throw the money on Clyde. Clyde might steal it, man. You see, Damien sitting out. I don't know. It's it's too, it's too many weapons and chiefs for me to do it. But, um, but the, the NFC West is just it's too loaded. And I heard somebody was like, they might just beat each other up and win or go win. Have it's ten wins, place. but they be yeah. the be, they on the best team in the league, but they got ten wins. Like, and that's very. I possible. mean, hell, y- y'all y'all remember that Sunday night game between the 49ers and the Seahawks last year that went down to the absolute wire? That was one of the best games of the entire both of them, regular yeah, season. Both of them really did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about say? Yeah, that game was good. And then lost and, the you know, twice. You, yeah, and you got Kyler Murray in his second year now, and he, and now he has DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, <laughs> and Christian Kurt was banged up a lot last year, and that's a very vital win. And he got the and Larry then, Legend. That just that just unfair. <laughs> you know, it, it really just unfair. And the crazy thing is, like, the Rams, we always forget them, and they've got Aaron Donald, who's the best defense player in my opinion, and Ramsey, who can who can debate for the best corner. Like, they got studs too, but it's like, okay, you know, they caught on the Sean McVay offense a little bit. The running game, they didn't have Todd Gurley, so what are they going to do now? And it's like, the Rams going to be forgotten about. I think they're going to be last in this division. I was and, about to say that. And and, and and I don't think that's a shot. I think they might still get seven, eight wins. <laughs> like, that's just that's the crazy part. Yeah, if if the team that finishes last in the NFC West has six or seven wins, I'm not gonna be surprised at all. I mean it's just too really. Tough. Yeah, it's 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 a hard division. And you add in like you said, you add one of the best players in the league again. Like you already added D Hop. You already added all these guys and now you add in Jamal Adams. Um so you know so Jamal Adams going to this uh Seattle scheme where it's the, the the safety is usually like one of the best things that he's looking for. You see the Falcons draft Keanu Neal early, uh, the Chargers win guy Derwin James, uh, and a lot of different teams trying to find their 
Cam Chancellor. Obviously, they don't grow on trees. Otherwise, everybody will have it. Um, but, you know, the Browns are doing it this year. The Jaguars, that's why they went to the championship year. They had Barry Church back there in safety, his spot way back when. Um, but you got the Colts are, are, are doing that um, that scheme now, which is why you see Darius Leonard being, you know, great. And that's why they got Buckner. Uh, do, y'all, do y'all think Jamal Adams will still be the best safety in this scheme? Because Derwin James, his rookie year, he made all pro. So now you got two guys that had the exact same job. And it's really hard to find in the NFL when there's two guys that's, you know, different teams and they have the exact same job to do. And who, who do y'all think will have, will have that better season? Um, even I know Jamal got to learn the system, but still. I, I think – Simply because of how much talent is on that Seattle defense, I think you got to answer Derwin James. And that's not a shot at Jamal Adams. I mean, when the talent goes up on the roster, your stats go down, but wins go up. That's that's the that's the giveaway that, that you get for going to a good team. Derwin James, man, Derwin James is going to be competing with him right there for the next five, ten, however many years. He he is talented. And that 49ers or that, uh, that Chargers defense, it – it's not the same. He's got all the room in the world to do whatever he wants to do as freely as he wants. And I, I think you got to go with Derwin James. I wouldn't even be surprised if Jamal Adams didn't make an all-pro team this year, or first team at least. Yeah, with safety, it's, it's tough because, you know, your stats are not going to really be there at all times. So it's kind of about what scheme you're in and what you do. Yep. And also, are you winning games? Because you know, that, that always helps. You know, Are you contributing to a winning team? So between Derwin – Minka, um, of course, Jamal, you know, even Honey Badger still. Like, that, that's kind of going to be like your safety all-pros right there. And you got whoever, you know, some other guys could step up. and Don't forget about this hair, hairy to hit man down there now in Minnesota. Don't so, hit you know, hairy. So, you know, with, with safety, man, it, it, can cha- it changes every year because somebody always emerges or a team emerges. So, um, I don't want to go out. I don't want to say Jamal's going to be a lock first team. But I think he could definitely make one of the teams though he, he's just that good i mean it's, it's hard to to say one of the two best safeties in the game won't make yeah. an all-pro team I, I meant more so first team but no you're you're definitely right i i just think jamal i, I wouldn't be surprised for him only to have a couple sacks this year unless they really don't add a whole lot of pass rush they try and put him in the nickel bring him off the edge a lot more this year uh that nickel package that they're going to be able to offer this year too in seattle by the way with with Jamal Adams, Quentin Dunbar, and those boys at Big Nickel is going to be fun to watch. So, but again, the stats are going to go down for sure for Jamal. But name value alone holds weight in those All Pro voting. And if the Seahawks win and Jamal's stats go down, people are going to recognize that. It's true. Um, like I know I know Derwin James. Like when it, when he you know Jamal came out the year before, but Derwin James was was treated just like him. And you know when you win Rookie of the Year, uh, when the all, get to make an All Pro team in the Rookie Year. That's that's very impressive, and yes, the injuries kind of held him back last year. Um, and I think you know, obviously, Pro Bowls sometimes hold weight. You got to look at the situation, but that AFC safety position was so loaded with Derwin coming back, and let's say Jamal was still in New York, Honey Badger, Kevin Bayard, and so many guys, Minka, uh, that were there. And like now, he goes to the NFC side where outside of Harry Harry uh, Harrison Smith and um, dude, I can't even think of another one. Maybe I saw Harry Smith is really no NFC elite safety. I mean, am I missing somebody? Hey, don't be sleeping on my am boy missing... Trey Boston, man. Man, I'm asleep. Hey, Trey, Trey, Trey Boston. Trey, I like Trey Boston. He's solid. Um, I, I'm trying man, to think, man, like, we, we got to still throw Earl Thomas out there, man. Like Earl Thomas had, had a good Yeah, I forgot about Earl Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Earl Thomas on the way down. Get him out of here. But uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, but uh, it's 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 gonna be crazy because like I, I've I've always I like to see guys like you know we always try to compare. Who's the best quarterback? Who's the best receiver? Uh, who's the best running back? And like you say, it always gonna matter about what scheme you in. Like I know a lot of people was like, oh, who's better between Ed Reed and Troy Palomalo during their prime, prime for prime? But they were used totally different. And I think I think that's I think that's why we don't. That's why me and Rashad always debate who's better, Julio Antonio Brown, because they're used differently. And but now you got two guys who are elite at their position doing the exact same thing. I'm like, man. I can't wait to see who makes the more impact because you you can actually say it. Um, you know, obviously you're gonna have different things like okay, Jamal got Bobby Wagner who's an elite uh, who's an elite linebacker, but Derwin got you know he got um, uh, Bosa, Bosa and, Ingram, and, and the whole secondary and, loaded with Hayward right, and all with Hayward and all them boys instead of you know and Jamal don't have he don't have the pass rushes that 
Derwin James. So you know that's going that's yep. always going to be a difference. But but you know as far as like okay who who make who's going to make the rangy tackles? Who's going to be the one in the box? Who's going to be who who can make the best pass coverage? I think that's going to be great to see down the line and be like man, you can actually compare these guys like. Yeah. Like career for career, the way if as long as they both there and, and under the same scheme for the rest of the career. I, I think Derwin though, I think he's gonna be stuck in a lot more pass coverage. And again, the offseason's not over. There's still plenty of players out there left to sign, There's still big name yeah. guys. Obviously Jadavion Clowney's still out there. Um and plenty more that I'm just Logan Ryan was in the top was in the top one hundred. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from one to twenty dollars, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list eighteen years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift giving. Give scratch offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. He a free agent. I was like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's that's how it goes sometimes with some of these players. And I, I think it, I mean, kind of side note, but a lot of those reasons, some of those guys aren't signed yet. I think it comes down the same, like Cam Newton's situation. All this COVID stuff going on, not being able to go get physicals, the yeah. travel restrictions, the whole nine yards. I, this offseason, I think, would have been a lot different. I mean, hell, everything would be different if none of this happened. <laughs> right. But uh derwin james is, is going to be stuck in a lot more pass coverage i think than jamal adams is i think jamal adams is going to be further up in the box this year just because of the issues they have on the defensive line but you're right playing in that same scheme being able to compare those guys because they played on the exact same kind of defense it is fun to do because it hasn't always been like that in the past in the nfl so many guys even with the same kind of skill set are used in completely different ways by all kinds of different coaches right exactly and that's why I even think, like, man, maybe Jamal won't do all the, the blitzing he does because Greg Williams ain't his coach no more as far as that's concerned. Yep. So, you know, I hope they did their homework because Seattle, Seattle looking like they're going to be going to be hard to beat on both sides because you got to worry about Dangerous going crazy and their physical uh, specimen, DK Metcalf, Ty Lockett. And then on the other side, I know I don't know if you play Madden like that, but Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams make you fumble every time you hit them. They, they hit you, dude. I, I'm glad you said that. I was gonna bring that up. I was playing a Madden franchise just the other day, bro. As the Panthers playing the Seahawks with updated rosters, you ain't lying, man. Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner. I fumbled with Christian McCaffrey like five fucking times. Like, I swear on everything. Every time. When I tell you, like every time, like you get hit or juke into them. Hang it up. It's over. So you, you gotta <laughs> fall down. You have to fall down if and, <laughs> to avoid getting hit by those no, boys. Say, Man, they keep that realistic. Top two safety and top, you know, top linebacker. So you gotta, you gotta keep it realistic. Hey, he's only the top linebacker now because Luke Kuechly is no longer in the league. Just putting that out there. But you know, say what you want. Top two and not two for both of them. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's move on to uh, some basketball talk. We, you know, we got what thirty minutes left. So. All right, I know I know it's going to be a big game tonight. I'm going to be tuned in. I'm mad because like I really got some other stuff I need to be doing, but I got to tune in from start yeah. to finish with the, the battle of uh, LA coming because we Man, we talk battle of Orlando. <laughs> yeah, yeah, down in the bubble. <laughs> but so all right, so one, who do who do y'all think uh, wins wins tonight? Um, I believe I believe everybody is in, of importance is playing. Uh, except Blue Will, he said he still got a quarantine. He's gonna miss the first two games. So, uh, who do you? I, I don't think Harold's back either. Is my friend Harold back? I want. Um, not I, sure. I think I, I might have saw he's gonna. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Yeah, like, good I, question. I, 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 think, I think Lou Harold and, and I think Beverly's probably gonna be a scratch too. I don't, I don't think Beverly came back from. He took a little break too. I don't think his quarantine's done. Yeah, trying to see if I can find it out. Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, Patrick Beverly's yeah. questionable, and Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams both out. Yeah. And then Kuzma is questionable, but he's probably gonna play. Um, and you got yeah, he's Mo- gonna play, but he's not gonna do anything. Hey, he he shot he showed out <laughs> last week. Uh, but my boy, my boy Anthony Abdul Jadavis with the goggles now. You know he he about he about to get into his Kareem bag tonight. Wait, Anthony Davis is wearing goggles tonight? Yes, because he got oh he got cause he got poked in if the he- eye. Yeah. What, he's going to make a sky hook, and it's going to be the best meme on Twitter of the night. I hey, promise. He, all he got to do is tip it one time and make it. And just one, just one time. Just that photo that's of all, him doing the sky hook. That's it. That's all, that's all he needs. And, and he got the and he rocking the afro, so that's why he's going to be even funnier. But um, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Lakers on tonight just because, you know, 
the Clippers swear that their sixth and seventh man are not playing, even though they are starters. So they're missing two starters, in my opinion, um, in this game. You know, Kawhi and Paul George are probably enough to get you the job done. But when you're playing a Laker, you know, Laker team who got a lot of guys now, I wonder, like, I wonder how they're going to play if when J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, Caruso, and Denny Green, all those, all those guards now actually mean something. Uh, what's going to change? Obviously, as long as you got LeBron Davis there, that's all that really matters. But tonight, I'm gonna go with the Lakers. That's just simply because uh, too big. Uh, Harrow's their energy guy from from the, from the front court, and Zubac is is solid. Um, but I don't know how much he can really do it against these guys um, down here. Yeah, I think Lakers tonight for sure. Now, once the playoffs, actual playoffs roll around, it's obviously going to be a different story. But with Harrow out and Lou Williams tonight. That's the Clippers' biggest advantage is their depth, and a lot of reason that people are people are picking them over the Lakers in the conference finals uh, because of how much depth they have off that bench. And there goes your two biggest depth guys for the first game against the top seeded Lakers. So, Lakers tonight to see LeBron locked in the way he was in a scrimmage game with no fans blew my mind. Looked like he was ready to score forty in a game seven <laughs> in the the first quarter of a scrimmage. Right. It was great to see. So I, I can't imagine what he's going to do tonight. Uh, LeBron passing the way he is right now, dude, is it's magic esque the way he's playing for real. At 35, it's insane. Um, I, I do feel bad for LeBron though, just being put in the situation with the season getting canceled as the number one seed. You finally got Anthony Davis. You had to wait one long season. You didn't make the playoffs for the first time in God knows how long since what 07? Some some shit like uh, that. Probably since 09. Ricky season probably for LeBron. No, it was his, his, his second year. Like he, probably his third year on, he made the playoffs. Yeah, so he waited that long year. They made the Anthony Davis trade happen, and then you get COVID happening. It just seems like LeBron can't catch a break. A lot of people are talking about him not even coming to the bubble, but he's here. He's locked in, and I know he wants it more than just about anybody right now. So, Lakers. Lakers by 20. Ooh. Saying it right now. Damn, I should have put a bet on that one. You should you feel <laughs> kind of strong about that one. <laughs> I don't know about 20, but I'll make it to clean sleep. That, 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 might, that might have been a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Lakers will win the game. Um, just for all the reasons you guys said, you got Lou Will, who's a 20-point scorer. He's out. Harold's the energy guy. That's another 15, 16 points. You, you're missing. You're, you're pissed, Mr. Mr. Patrick Beverly. He can't get up <laughs> on anybody's skin with some crazy fouls or a little trash talk. So, you know, first game back, I think the first half, the energy will be pretty crazy amongst the players. We'll probably hear a little bit of trash talk, but the Lakers should win. LeBron's on a mission. He's going to start off this game pretty pretty hot. I mean, the only way I'll hedge my bet is if somebody like Morris comes in for the Clippers, Morris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the only way I'll hedge my bet if he comes in and puts up, you know, 20, 22 points and, you know, kind of, kind of provides that, that extra spark. So unless something like that happens – I think the Lakers will probably win, like, you know, 117, 108, 109. I think it'll be like an eight or nine-point win for them. They should win pretty pretty comfortable. I think the Lakers are going to pull away in the fourth quarter, really. I think it's going to be close down to them, but I think that's when the depth is going to come back into play. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George are probably going to have to play more minutes tonight, which is not Kawhi's favorite thing to do, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, but we got to talk about the Lakers, how they got the meme team together now. You got JaVale McGee. Dwight Howard, Deion Waiters, and J.R. Smith all on the same team. I can't man, wait. I, I, I don't see clips of the scrimmage. Man, J.R. Smith doing crazy, crazy things. Shoot. <laughs> He's being J.R. Smith. Board. I was like, man, I cannot. I see being J.R. Smith. Uh, Deion Smith Waiters really hasn't played that bad so far, though. Nah, Through the scrimmages, he he, He's been pretty good off the bench for them. I'm going to say, as a Laker fan, I was kind of hurt that Rondo went down. And it's not even because he – you know, I, I know a lot of people don't like him because he, you know, he tried to shoot threes now and all this other stuff. But we talking about somebody, a, a vet leader, a veteran in this game who, a champion, know what to do. And yes, Jared Smith. But we've seen the moments, you know, when he he's in the finals, what he what he what he has done game one in the finals, uh, what, two or three years ago. So yeah, it was George Hill fault. I ain't playing Jared for that. <laughs> Yeah, George. Nobody's ever going to remember J.R. Smith for anything else other than drinking, hitting, and not shooting the ball in the <laughs> right. last couple seconds of game one of the finals. Right, exactly, exactly. But I, I knew like a, a Rondo, Dwight Howard, Davis, like LeBron lineup. It's just so much IQ on the court at all times, and I was like, that mm -hmm. you know, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Lakers don't have the dogs the Clippers got, or you know, the they're not as hungry as a, a Boston team or, or one of the Young Guns Miami team, but 
the people are really really undervalued like like IQ and intelligence on the court. And you know, for some some guys who are not the most athletic or not the most uh, you know can shoot all the threes, they they use that to their advantage and they become one of the greatest you know the plays. So that's why Dwight Howard can stay you know can stay so long, even though people want to kill him all the time for his things. And Rondo is as well. Future Hall of Famer, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a, a lot of people have been writing the Lakers off early, like I said earlier, especially in the conference finals against the Clippers. But the Clippers' biggest weapon is their versatility and their coach, to be quite honest. Doc Rivers, you couldn't ask for one of well, you could ask for a better coach, but that's one of the <laughs> best guys you can have coaching the guys that he has right now. And they do have a lot of versatility, but I say the Lakers maybe their depth isn't as good, but I think they have just as much versatility because of the high IQ guys. They have on the floor almost at all times. If LeBron and AD are both off, which doesn't happen a whole lot when they're playing competitive basketball, you got Rondo, who, like Rashad said, should very well be a Hall of Fame point guard. Um, at all times, Dwight Howard's been to an NBA Finals. He's been there. He's done it. They have He's a lot of veterans. Exactly. Um, when you have LeBron on the floor – the the amount of possibilities are absolutely endless. You can have guys that have never scored an NBA point, and LeBron's going to make them better players. Yeah. I've never seen him pass like this in my life. I've always known he's had it, but he's he's showing it now how much he knows the game, and, and I think that's what's going to carry them through this entire postseason. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a Clippers guy. Kawhi's my favorite player. I think. Paul George has become undervalued at times. Now I'm still waiting on this playoff P dude to show. Playoff P is why. a myth. That is a playoff myth. P has been gone since Indiana, man. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm still waiting on that guy to show up. But I think Paul George has become underrated over time. So they're my preseason pick. I'm still gonna roll with the Clippers to win title because I want to see you know Kawhi get his third one, third team make history. Of course, LeBron's going for the same thing, but I want to see the Clippers win the title first one for them. So. But I wouldn't mind seeing the Lakers win a title just because I think LeBron's legacy doesn't need it. But people just don't like LeBron for some reason. Like, the dude's <laughs> been the model citizen. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't he, get it, man. He can run for president right now. I vote for him. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. No political background, nothing. Le, 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 our right King James on my belt. I don't care. Just make, just make sure you account for him. But, man, dude's become so uh, – he's – He's so great, but then you have people like, oh, he's not my top ten player of all time. Like it's freaking LeBron hey, they James. Be... This dude can do everything, man. Like he's oh, carrying man. the weight of LA. He's carrying the Kobe man. People legacy. just don't like to appreciate greatness nowadays. Like he, he's That's carrying it. he's carrying so many things like on his back. Just and he's carrying he's been carrying the lead for like fifteen years, man. So yes, I, I wouldn't mind seeing LeBron get one more to kind of shut up all the critics. Like there's nothing you really can say about it if he won this year. And plus, when you got Jr. Dion Waiters, the White Javale, the championship parade gonna be epic, man. Come on, man! <laughs> I didn't even the, the, think the, about the, that. Oh my crazy. god! You talking about the parade where everybody if they watch, watching at home? Yeah, so they watching at home. <laughs> See, but that that'd be even better though. Jr. Javale, Dion, all those guys would be acting the same way with no people in the streets as they would with all the people in the streets, and that's gonna be the best part about it. That's gonna be the man. best thing. Yeah. They win it. They win the title. Cali open up for them. It's the Lakers. We lost Kobe this year. It's LeBron. You got all these dudes, man. If they won a man, title, you got Lakers fans that hate LeBron just because he's LeBron. You know what I'm talking about, Kev. I saw you roll it's, your eyes, man. It's, you it's, know it's, it's true. It's crazy that the people like, like, yes, I may be a Kobe guy, but why would you? Why would I think LeBron? Why would I hate him? Like, this guy, this guy was great. This, this guy, this guy walked into the league. And has exceeded everybody's expectations. Like they say, with, he, with, he was the chosen one, and he done. He's been chosen. He's done everything you asked for. I mean, for, for a kid his age, like he did, to come out of high school into the NBA with as exactly, much hype man. as he had to do what he's done, it's unheard of. I can't imagine. I'm only 20 years old. At 17, I can't imagine having that much attention on me at all times. This shit would have crippled me. But he he like basked in the greatness. Like, okay, you guys say this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna do you one better. And that's yeah. always been his mindset, and he's always done it. He's always proved himself to people, and that's I'm right there with you, Rashad. To see him get another chip, uh, not only does it shut people up, but I, I think it. If LeBron gets another chip, here's Jordan. LeBron's right here. He's right yeah, here. They on, they, on, they on the same playing field to me. Like I don't I don't do the whole ring counting thing. I don't care about ring. I don't I don't, I don't like to do it either. Yeah. 
I only care about the MVP count because Kobe Bryant should have at least three. But of course, situation playing with Shaq, both the Steve, Steve Nash's MVPs should belong to Kobe thing, Bryant, and then his personal stuff off the court that that played a part in it. I mean, Shaq should have more than one MVP. Jordan could have eight or nine. LeBron could have ten, eleven. 12. LeBron could be MVP every year. Voter third, fatigue, third, third voter fatigue alone <laughs> so. just ruins a whole lot of weight that the MVP award carries. Because once a guy wins it three or four times, it's going to be like, oh, we're just going to write in this guy again. We want to yeah. see this happen again. Let's exactly. let's do something else. Let's change it up a little bit. Yeah, so like all those MVP counts, like James Harden had three MVPs. Giannis can have two or three. Like outside of, you know, what you do on the court, your value, I, I care about that. I don't yeah. care if LeBron only gets three titles or t- only had two titles. His skill set – alone makes him the best basketball player ever so three four titles he's still right there with jordan they, they won two one they won b i don't care how you how you put it now yeah let, I, let me tell y'all this real quick um so the two guys in nba right now has the has the opportunity to do what i'm about to say lebron's one of them and Kawhi, both both la had the chance to, three win, to win three championships in three different locations now as you know now, Kawhi, yes, you could say he wasn't the best player on the Spurs, but who who really was on that, that team that he won? Because Tim Duggan on the way down, Parker and Ginobili on the way down. Kawhi won finals MVP that, that, that series. So, but He was the best player on that team in the finals that year. Okay, yeah, in, especially in the finals. Yeah, yeah probably, right, okay, the, that's the, the, last three, the last three games, for sure. He dominated the last three games. So you got three got two guys who, who, can, who have a chance to win three championships in three different locations as the best player. Now, I think that holds a lot of weight than – I mean, I'm not saying it holds more weight than, than winning six in, in out of eight years for for Jordan, but it, it's up there as far as like I can do it here, here, or here. Can you go somewhere and you can and you can dominate with different guys? I mean, obviously, you know, you got the the Jr. two different spots or whatever, but you know, that's a veteran players. But as far as star players, I've won with Chris Bosh and, and and Wade. I've won with Kyrie and Love. Now I'm about to win with Davis or if you Kawhi. I won with the aging Tim Duncan. I won with a Raptors team who never been to the finals. And I and I won with the Clippers who never been to the finals. And I think yeah. those 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 right there, you put they on the pedestal. Hey, I, I was go, I was LeBron, going. Go ahead, bro. go ahead, Rashad. Oh, if LeBron does it, it'll hold way more weight though. Because I mean, you went in L.A. and you gave Cleveland a title. Hey, I love Kawhi and Canada got it and <laughs> but LeBron's gonna hold way more weight if you get L.A. and Cleveland. This is for you. That Cleveland championship counts for like three. I don't. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. That Cleveland chip alone for the teams he had to play against Golden State, and that's. I don't like getting into the Jordan Lebron argument. Hell, I don't really like comparing a lot of greats unless it's just for you know for for fun's sake or we're just talking. But when it comes down to arguing, saying this player is right, better yeah. than this one, you're not gonna change my mind. I don't like doing that because I like to appreciate greatness. I love watching right. basketball for greatness. I'm not going to sit here, except except for James Harden. I hate James Harden. Oh, um, bro. <laughs> I hate James Harden. Come on, bro. I got the Rockets on right now, man. Come on, man. Don't, don't, do, don't do my boy's beard like that, man. My man could have been MVP. That wasn't on purpose. That wasn't on purpose. Years. I promise. Come on, man. Don't do my guy like that, man. Top five offensive score ever. 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 Top five. Hmm. Yes. KD, Kobe, MJ, Iceman, and James Harden. That's the top five. That dude. that ISO ball just makes me want to scream, dude. I, I hate watching the Rockets <laughs> play. I hate watching that ISO ball. Watching that Rockets team with him and Chris Paul was like torture to me. The NBA oh, ever oh, dribble, floats dribble, that dribble, way. Dribble, <laughs> nah. Dan, oh. He's never going to win a championship with D'Antoni. I'm just going to put that out there. But but besides the Rockets, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, Rashad. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, I was going to ask you all this. Like we were talking about, if Kawhi wins this third chip, where does he stand for you guys all time? Because I was going to bring up everything that you guys just did. I I don't know. That that chip will hold a lot of weight. Again, like you said, if he wins the finals MVP, going around to three different places, and he's won back-to-back titles in two different cities if he wins this year. Whew. Hot take. I already have Kawhi top 15, title or not. I, I respect that though. I, I, Kawhi's gonna finish top ten if you ask me. Because it's to me, it's, it's small four. It's LeBron, KD, Bird, and then Kawhi right there. I'd probably mm, see. Bird's a Bird's a hard place for me. I love Larry Bird, but the the era is 
and that's another thing about comparing players eras man eras are way different basketball that these guys play nowadays is nothing compared to what was going on in the 50s and 60s completely different style larry bird was a different animal um kd is like 15 for me screw kd uh hey i already have kd at 10 man (laughs) nah real talk kd is he's right there behind lebron he's just a snake uh, but we ain't gonna fault him for that. He went to he went to Brooklyn. <laughs> it's okay. He's got a chance to redeem himself with Kyrie. Uh, but for real, Kawhi, what you think, I, Kev? You think he's gonna be top ten if he wins? So to me, it's gonna be hard to replace anybody in the top ten. Cause when you when you say that, you like, all right, who I'm gonna take out? Cause uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't care what it is. I ain't taking Akeem Olajuwon out of my top ten. I ain't taking. Kobe I respect out. I respect the hell out of you for that too. By like, the way. Tim Duncan, Shaq, Jordan. It's it's Kobe. It's, Nobody, it's so they, hard they, they to take Bird. To it's so hard. I was I was like the only the only one I can replace him with. Like I know Rashad said he got KD in his ten already. It's like I'm I'm gonna have to take out Wilt because I can't take the rest. I was of him gonna out. say Wilt. I, can't, I, I was literally about to say that. I, I was thinking in the back of my head I, like I, I, if I, I say got Wilt, out. I'm about to get shitted on. I'm about, I'm about to say that, that's the only logic because you can say well he played in a, a era that's. You know, it wasn't that many good players. Same you know, as Bill Russell. Same as Bill Russell. I don't want to get started. I take Bill Russell out. I think Bill Russell's top ten. Bill Russell been out. Bill Russell been out. Bro, I got Bill. We, we had Bill. top fifty. Hey, don't hey, oh, don't don't even get us started with Bill, bro. Like, I, we we almost we almost had like our everybody see. I got I got the number one rule shirt. We almost made one that said Bill Russell equals. Clint Capella. <laughs> bro, drop Bill Russell in this era. Tell me he not Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella, Sandra Dellen, Bear Smile like that. Because he was just big. Man, <laughs> all right, let me go ahead and put the caveat. Man, shout out to Bill for all the social justice reform, being the first black and a lot of stuff. Shout out Bill for all of it. But as we talking about basketball, man. Bro, you 6'9", 6'10", barely shooting 40% from the field. I'm not rolling with that. You right there by the rim. How do you get 20-something rebounds, can't even average 20 points? <laughs> Just put backs alone. You don't need 10 You right there by the rim, bro. You yeah. bigger than everybody. I'm about like, to say, come on now. Hey, oh, we, I, I'm, we, I'm, listen, man, I'm glad y'all said Hakeem, though, because a lot of people like to disrespect Hakeem Olajuwon, man. I have most complete center I've I've ever, ever seen, ever, yes. Most ever. skilled, most complete. It just, you know – a lot of people discredit him because he was in during that Jordan. When Jordan was gone, he won. Well, okay, whatever. Like it's the Rockets. Somebody had I mean, to win. He, I mean, yeah, he he never had a star until Clyde. I mean, a, a star next to him until Clyde the second time. He had no more, no more good good like role players. But either way, it's like I that's think, like that's like faulting LeBron for losing to Golden State those years that he did. Man, it's is you right. can't do that can't to do the man. The, the, the second best player was Kevin Love and Mozgov. What you want? <laughs> Exactly. What you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but for Kawhi's uh, thing, is like, so me, me and Rashad already had this like debate about it, and so I'm, I'm, I'm ranking. I think when it all said and done, I think especially now with the injuries, that Kawhi will be above Kevin Durant. And when, when, when Kevin Durant before he got injured and before Kawhi got injured uh, with the foot thing and you know all the whole low management stuff started happening, Kawhi was already emerging with on the same level, like as far as like. I'm making a first team over you, and you know I'm I'm making this team over 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 Kevin Durant, and I was like Kawhi's on the way to pass him, and all it takes is for him to win. And when he went to Toronto and they won, I was like, oh man, Kevin Durant got hurt because now it's like, if I say it now, it's like, well, Kevin Durant would have easily, you know, they would have won, and Kawhi probably wouldn't have had no championship, and KD would have been above. He got four rings to Kawhi's one, blah blah. So yeah, I I think I think that all that. All that reason why is like I want to say Kawhi above KD, but I'm I'm gonna roll with almost Rashad's ranking. I'm gonna go LeBron. If he wins, LeBron, I got Bird still second, KD, and I got Kawhi, um, and then Dr. J to finish out the top five. But um, yeah. so I mean it's, it's really I mean preference. I, I I love Kawhi. I think me and Rashad we went to a game to go see Kawhi and he low management. Low management. Get out of here, bro. I, I, I will mad. never go to a game just to watch Kawhi because that, that's just going to happen. That and was... LeBron put it the best way, man. LeBron put it the best way about load management. These fans, and yes, there's no fans right now. I get it. <laughs> um, LeBron put it the best way. These fans pay their hard-earned money to come and see me. 
when they yeah. come to this stadium. I'm going to do everything in my power to go out there and play for them because they deserve that. I, I, I am paid to do this job. It is my job to go out on this court and put on a show for these fans, and I'm going to do it as often as I can if I have the ability to walk out there and do so. I just – I don't agree with the low management. I could go on about that shit for days. I, I, if you're making as much money as they do with the training staff and everything that they have at their disposal, unless you are hurt, why the hell are you not playing? I would say, yeah, if, that's if, my if only knock against Kawhi. If he was going to load manage, I think he should load manage at home. Not because they'll see you again. But even even we, even then, bro, like it, that's still tough though. Because what if it's just but, that one day that person only had you know to come to that game? Well, I would say you this, know just stuff like that. I would say this if you now, if, it, if you if you like for if you live in LA, Kawhi's there, at it, uh, four to one games, and you couldn't see him that one game. Well, you have op- multiple opportunities in, in my opinion. But when he's coming, like when he was in Toronto, we went to the uh, Hawks versus the Ra- Raptors game, and they played the Magic the night before, and we going there. Are right, we gonna see Kawhi? Where he at? Like we didn't we didn't get no update about him sitting out. They going he he didn't even make the trip. He I think he went back to Toronto because it was Thanksgiving. I think Rashad right around that time. So yeah, I, th- I, think, he, I think he went back home. So it was like you're not gonna play Atlanta that often. Maybe twice. And it's like you're gonna play one of them. Gonna be on a Wednesday like where we went. While the other one could be on a Monday at three. I don't know who knows the NBA schedule. It's crazy. So I think the load management part. You you have, you have to be like a little smarter when you do it. Uh, I understand now, now if now if it's on a if it's on the second half of a back to back, every yeah. now and then, so you've had a tough week. You've played the Bucks, the Lakers, Clippers, and then you got the Clippers and usually it's the Clippers and Lakers on a back to back because it's it's L A. But yeah. Hornets did Hornets did that like the first week of the season, and it was it was Clippers hell to watch. <laughs> yes, and they did the whole L A. road trip in the in like the second week of the season. <laughs> Lakers, Clippers, Kings, Warriors, all of them, all of them within the first couple weeks of the season, it was hell. <laughs> but regardless, if you're sitting out on the second half of back-to-back because you just played 40 minutes the night before, fine. You're, you're coming off an injury, whatever. There's circumstances right. that I completely understand. But if, yeah. if you're sitting out because I'm tired, oh, I, I got to rest up because we're playing the Bucks two nights from now, I, I, I'm not I'm not messing with all that, you know. And that's why I respect guys like Jordan. If he wasn't hurt 82 games all the time, Allen Iverson, he's going to come out there and play all 80-something games. James Harden all eighty something games, <laughs> and I and I think that uh, that mentality says something about Kawhi. And I'm not going to say that Kawhi is not a killer because obviously we've seen that he can be. But that mindset, and I like to compare Jordan's mindset to that of like a Russell Westbrook. Obviously, hasn't won anything, but Westbrook is ready to go out there every single night and kill you, run at you, and murder you every night. By the way, Rashad, I know I don't like James Harden, but Rockets one of my sleepers in the West because of how well Russell Westbrook was playing before uh for the break. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Hey, I'm with you. They get the right matchup. They could they could get to the West Finals. But it's I I, I again I could talk all day about load management. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's making my head burst. I got it. Hey, <laughs> but b- b- before we get out of here, I want to ask you something real quick about about um so you you're a Hornets fan. So are you so the move with Kimba Walker just just as far as in Boston, one mm-hmm. one did you understand it and two are you going to root for him uh, in the East to, to to maybe win a championship? This is a complicated answer. Um, Kimba, man, I, I was so like emotionally attached to Kimba Walker. You know, it's a small market team. We don't get guys like that around a whole whole lot, especially in Charlotte. Lord knows. Um, and I, I'm not sure if you guys remember. I think it was two seasons ago. It was Kimba's last season in Charlotte. They played the Sixers on a, a Saturday night. I think it was a classic night. They had the classic court, the white jerseys. It was beautiful. Played the Sixers, went into double overtime. Kimba scored 60, and Jimmy Butler hit a game winner. I was uh, I, I was miserable, but <laughs> Kimba, it it really really hurt to see him go. And the hardest part about it really was that he loved the city of Charlotte. He absolutely loved it. He wanted to stay. And the front office just kind of did him dirty. And and not even as in terms of, okay, we just don't want to pay you. That's fine. Kimba's an older guy. The money that he wanted for how long it was financially in terms of his health, I, I get why they didn't want to. But you got to do it a little bit better than that. He said, I'm even willing to take a pay cut from the Supermax to, to play. And they offered him like $60 million less than the Supermax. That, that's more than just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm 
I will be pulling for him personally, but the Celtics can lose in the first round for all I care. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Everybody, you're like your spiel where you where they can catch you at before we get out of here. All right, Owen Watterson. First off, guys, appreciate you letting me on. But uh, at Owen at Owen underscore Watterson on Twitter uh, at Dose of OJ Pod is our podcast page. You can hit me anytime at Dose of OJ. Um, episodes of that show Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But other than that, that's about all I got. All right, man. It's, it's time to watch some basketball. Uh, Get to these. Oh, I'm groups, ready, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, so preach, Gary, preach. We're Rashad. Appreciate you for joining us, man. Yeah. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.